Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. America has become a nation severely divided by philosophy and geography. A to-the-death battle between two complete polar opposites, collectivism versus individualism. With little exception, the majority of collectivists reside on either the Atlantic coast in the east or the Pacific coast in the west. The vast central landmass of America is inhabited by individualists. Collectivism versus individualism is the overriding war, and there are specific battles and skirmishes on which we must engage the enemy. Information and media. The First Amendment specifies freedom of speech and assembly and gives special immunities to the press, which now includes digital media of all kinds. Most of us rely on the live, real-time information available from the 24-hour news cycle and the Internet and print media has become a secondary source of news. Our founders expected the media of their time and future time to be unbiased and truthful so that citizens would have accurate data on which to base decisions. When the majority of media outlets are controlled by collectivists, however, facts are distorted or falsified to satisfy their agenda. The recent revelations about the censorship of conservative opinion on Facebook are especially troubling. Facebook is now the public square for the discussion and debate of ideas, both social and political, and that is unacceptable. Political correctness is yet another blatant attack on our First Amendment rights, along with its byproducts such as hate speech, safe zones, and gender-neutral wording. Collectivists use their right of free speech to make rules that limit ours. Collectivist deceit and hypocrisy. Under the guise of never letting a crisis go to waste, collectivists have erected numerous straw dogs as an excuse for increasing the power and influence of government at the expense of individual freedom. The global cooling, global warming, climate change hoax, for example, would result in massive decrease in the standard of living and likely starvation for most Americans by limiting energy extraction and use. As always, the wealthy would not suffer, as they have the resources and the friends in high places to get whatever they need. Just witness Al Gore and Leonardo DiCaprio flying around the world in private jets 
lecturing us about how we are ruining the planet. Do as I say, not as I do may work for kids under 10, but most of us are intelligent enough to recognize their arrogance and their disrespect for us commoners. Tyranny of the legal profession. No matter how many lawyer jokes you tell, it is never enough. More than any other profession, lawyers are primarily responsible for creating unconstitutional legislation through legal action. Every rule, regulation, and legislative act is now greeted with a lawsuit that slowly makes its way up the court system. As a result, we are now primarily ruled by lawyers and judges, a significant departure from the processes mandated by the Constitution. Moreover, the high cost of legal action effectively limits access to the process except for the wealthy, leaving the rest of us without recourse as appointed judges cannot be voted off the bench. Indoctrination of youth. Every dictatorship in the history of mankind has indoctrinated its youth. Our public schools are holding pens where children are taught the collectivist agenda from an early age. Our American history is sanitized to be politically correct, and our nation's heroes, traditions, and successes are ignored. Dumbed down on purpose to be compliant, our students are unable to use facts to reach logical conclusions. We have raised two generations of lemmings who do not have the ability to use facts to reach logical conclusions. Global Governments and the United Nations To save Mother Earth from a promised environmental catastrophe, the United Nations Agenda 21 and its concept of sustainable development severely restricts the use of all Earth's resources by human beings in a system of biodiversity in which all living and non-living components of our planet's ecosystem are of equal value. It is a goal that is meant to sound noble and impossible to oppose. But the true intention of Agenda 21 is to create a socialist, redistributive, one-world government run by the self-appointed elitists shielded by the banner of the United Nations. This is the wet dream of collectivists, one-world government that totally controls all aspects of human activity based on algorithms devised by government planners. An accurate description of their vision for our collective future can be seen in the movie The Hunger Games. Abortion. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a racist, anti-black, closet Nazi, and the darling of the Ku Klux Klan. Abortion for her was a tool to purify the white race by selectively aborting babies of inferior races and intelligence, the same goal proposed by the Fabian Socialist Society over a 100 years ago. Much of this, the discussion in the Supreme Court opinions in Roe v. Wade centered around the question of when life begins. Now that DNA evidence is available, the answer is simple. Once the sperm penetrates the ovum, Cells are created whose DNA is unique, namely not the same as either the mother or the father. Isn't unique DNA the definition of independent life? Second Amendment rights. Without the Second Amendment, the rest of our Constitution is empty words on paper. 
the opinions and thoughts of our founders were clear and resolute. Only an armed population can prevent the rise of a tyrannical government, which is exactly why the gun-grabbing left wants to disarm all of us. Two geographical areas, each with opposite views on major critical issues that will determine the course of our nation for decades to come. Our founders gave us the gift of individual freedom as an experiment that flew in the face of the global tyranny that existed everywhere else on earth for centuries. Yet now the conflict that rages in our nation can only destroy that most precious gift. Either you believe in the sovereignty of the individual and the sanctity of human life, or you are willing to live as a slave to the federal government, a pawn in the hands of the tyrants who have caused all this to happen so they can rule the world. Right now, we are standing on the village green with our fellow Minutemen in Lexington, Massachusetts, and as, as the British come to steal our guns, or at Fort Sumter in Charleston Harbor, as the Union Navy at Abraham Lincoln's command provokes a war by attempting to resupply a fort that didn't need provisions. History does not lie. It tells us that we really have come to that single point in time when either war begins or we surrender. Can you really say that the constitutional avenues for a redress of grievances are still available to us? We are ruled by a gang of thieves and liars who sacrifice principle for political expediency and run for office for personal gains. It is times like these I remember and consider the stirring patriotic words of our founders. Give me liberty or give me death as they prepare to sacrifice their lives, liberties, and sacred honor for our Constitution. Which of our conservative principles are you willing to give up to negotiate our surrender? I say, not a single one. This is Dr. Dan, and that is my July 4th Independence Day monologue. It's time to write a new Declaration of Independence. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. 
Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. Most nations have regions that are unique and known for their special qualities. For example, France has its wine country and Mediterranean coast. Germany has its castles along the Rhine. Switzerland has ski resorts in the Alps. And Italy and Greece have ruins from centuries past. What makes them nations, however, is the commonality of language and culture that unites their citizens regardless of political or philosophical differences. We used to have that unity in America when our nation was a true melting pot. Legal immigrants added the flavors of their nationality to the mix, but swore allegiance and loyalty to America, not their country of origin. They learned English and American history and proudly sang, Oh Say Can You See, standing and saluting the flag, not burning it or taking a knee. Our nation is now seriously and purposely divided along geographical and philosophical lines, a repeat of the conditions, motives, and political treachery that existed in our young nation between 1828 and 1860, and the results then were disastrous. In early 1800 America, a natural division formed along geographic lines. The northern economy was based on industry, while that of the south remained primarily agricultural. Raw materials produced by the south and used by northern manufacturers were not protected by tariffs. The goods manufactured in the north, however, were protected by high tariffs to obstruct European competition. The north, politically more powerful than the south, benefited twice once as manufacturers of protected products and secondarily as importers of unprotected raw materials. Southerners were forced to buy either expensive European goods or items of equal expense and lower quality from the North. As a result, the South paid more for equipment and necessities as well as paying more of the cost of the high tariffs. Southerners often refer to the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression, a name based on the true causes of that war as evidenced by history, economic reality, and the statements of President Lincoln. In Lincoln's 1961 inaugural address, he said, quote, I have no purpose directly or indirectly to interfere with the institution of slavery in the states where it exists. The power confided to me will be used to hold, occupy, and possess the property in places belonging to the government and to collect the duties and imposts. But beyond what may be necessary for these objects, there will be no invasion, 
no using force against or among the people anywhere. Lincoln further aggravated the situation by threatening to raise tariffs even higher to protect railroad mining and timber industries and threatening to force southern states to pay the tariffs by military force if they refused. In direct violation of the First Amendment, Lincoln also closed over 300 newspapers, imprisoned newspaper editors and others for criticizing the war, and blocked all attempts by moderates in the North and the South to negotiate an amicable resolution to their differences. Many believe his true agenda was the consolidation of power by the federal government at the expense of state sovereignty and individual freedom. Our Constitution is a contract between 13 sovereign states that created a federal government with strictly limited and enumerated powers. The federal government is the creation of that contract, not a party to it. As a voluntary participant in the Union, each state retained the legal right to dispute the overreach of federal power, not only by withholding funds, but by using their rights of nullification, interposition, and secession. The southern states that left the Union did so in the belief that having voluntarily joined the United States, they could exercise their power as sovereign entities to secede legally and without penalty. Today, nothing really has changed. For centuries, a small group of wealthy, self-appointed nobles ruled the entire world. Immune by reason of wealth and power to the vicissitudes of life, they plotted, schemed, intermarried, and amassed great personal fortunes while the bulk of humanity struggled to have the same basic necessities of life. The actors are different now, but the play remains the same. America is now involved in what I have termed the war of coastal aggression. Technically, one could opine with some truth that the battle lines primarily separate urban and rural interests. Our coastlines are comprised of highly populated, contiguous urban centers in which media, economic, and political power are concentrated. Aside from relatively few urban centers in the interior of the U.S., the vast center of our nation is either actually rural or more aligned with rural philosophy. In derogatory terms, flyover territory. For me, therefore, it is the war of coastal aggression, and moreover, it is all part of the same elite agenda to control the world and all its inhabitants. The seeds of conflict were planted in this country about a 100 years ago, the dawn of the American progressive movement. It began as noblesse oblige, the concept that the wealthy nobility were obligated to care for those less fortunate. Charity, of course, is voluntary, and had the effort continue as private acts of giving, it would indeed have been a blessed and noble program. Invariably, progressives saw this as an opportunity to inject government into the process as a tool to obtain and consolidate political power. Progressives, better described as collectivists, 
won major victories in 1913 with the 16th Amendment, 17th Amendment, and the Federal Reserve Bank, actions that increased the authority of the federal government at the expense of the states. New Deal programs during the FDR presidency began in earnest the redistribution of income and wealth, creating dependency on the federal government while buying the votes of the recipients. The FDR era also saw a massive increase in federal regulations. Although most of these programs were unconstitutional, successful manipulation of the Supreme Court allowed them to stand. The true unraveling of the social fabric and economic power of America began during the Vietnam War and has continued unabated into current times. The three pillars of American society, the family, Judeo-Christian morality, and free market economy, have been under relentless attack by a hopelessly biased media that emits an endless stream of progressive collectivist propaganda. The nuclear family, father, mother, and children, was destroyed by easy divorce and militant feminism. Motherhood as an occupation was criticized and denigrated. As a result, children grew up with minimal supervision and security in homes with single part-time parents as the role models. Judeo-Christian morality, the guiding faith of our fathers, was destroyed by acceptance of promiscuity, deviant sexual behavior, drug use, and abortion. The environmental movement, with its excessive and overreaching regulations and federal bureaucracy, produce a massive increase in the size and authority of the government, which forced the closure and relocation overseas of business and manufacturing. Add the indoctrination of our children in government schools, the rewriting of history, and the complete lack of objective, truthful information in the media, and you can feel the tyrant's heel on the patriot's throat. But you know all this. I am preaching to the choir. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man... I get joy in everything, 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 everything.